3: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
0: I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Instagram at zibbie Owens and also at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, and sign up for my mailing list at ZibbyOwens.com, where I'll always keep you updated on what I'm up to. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy it. Today's episode has been sponsored by Mini Rose, which is an amazing sweater cashmere company, which I am just obsessed with. It's named after Lisa Goldberg's grandmothers, whose names were Minnie and Rose. The knitwear company Mini Rose specializes in cashmere of all styles and colors. You can shop at minirose.com and get 10% off with code ZIBBY10, capital Z-I-B-B-Y. 10. You can see some of the sweaters I've been wearing lately on my Instagram lives and, and try to shop those. They're so lightweight and comfortable and they fit great. And I'm a huge fan. I had so much fun talking to Mina Harris. Mina is the author of Kamala and Maya's Big Idea, which is based on her aunt and mom, Kamala and Maya Harris, who campaigned to change the playground outside their building when they were kids. Mina is the founder and CEO of the Phenomenal Woman Action Campaign. She is a graduate of Stanford University and Harvard Law School. We had the best time talking, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Mina. Thanks so much for coming on. Moms don't have time to read books. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. My kids and I love your children's book. So Aww. great. Oh, my Yay. gosh. And not only do we like the children's book, but I'm holding up. I know we're on Skype and nobody else can <laughs> say, but we filled out the yeah. Kamala and Maya's Big Idea, Big Book of Ideas as well, which they loved. Although the big idea that my son wants to work on is that he thinks I boss him around too much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Yeah, I am going to so have to like to his, get his mom to stop. Telling him what to do. Good luck. Good luck with that. This is a picture of him looking very sad
0: and me looking happy, like bossing him around. Oh, that's so funny. So and the tools he needs, because you ask in your thing, what tools do you need? Uh he thinks that he thinks we need a magnifying glass to solve this problem.
3: That is so good. I love it. (laughs) So that's like that's like super quarantine edition, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, how do I get my mom to leave me alone? Yeah, I
0: mean, I just told him it was lunchtime, but you know,
3: far be (laughs) it for me to really boss him around too much. Oh my gosh, that's too much. Well, thank you for doing the activity book. That's so, I love that you guys did it. We wanted to make it, you know, as easy as possible for people to print out and to do with their kids. So I love that you guys actually did it. No, we
0: did it. We have the letter. I'm saving it forever. His letter to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And actually, no, it was great. And you have letters in there also for hospital and frontline workers. So I had my older daughter do those. So we're going to mail those oh, later.
3: So, so yeah, are... love it. awesome. So
0: tell everybody what your book is about and also where they can find the downloaded activity guide and all the all the rest.
3: Yeah. So I'll start with, you can find everything at phenomenalgirl.com. It's all there. And we just released the activity book, I guess a couple weeks ago, just thinking about, you know, the book is obviously not out yet, but what are ways that we can give something to parents to, you know, engage with their kids. I think everybody is looking for stuff and there's not even enough stuff out there to occupy as long as you need. So anyway, yeah, it's all on, on the website. The book is about two sisters named Kamala and Maya it's actually based on a true story from the childhood of my mom Maya and aunt Kamala and it's really you know it's a story that i heard growing up when i was a kid and it's really about you know two sisters coming together you know leaning on their community to solve a problem it's very basic right but it's it's about persevering in the face of no it's about community organizing, right? Leaning on your neighbors to, to make your community better and being creative in problem solving. And so I don't want to give too much away. I know that you've already read it, but what's amazing about it is, you know, through my women's brand phenomenal woman, I've spent basically the last three years talking to adult women, right? About, you know, this, this I guess now era, this moment that we're in post-2016, where I think many people have thought about, you know, what can I do? How can I, how can I speak up? How can I, you know, make an impact in my own community? And I always tell people that it's just about starting somewhere, right? No matter how small. And that's really what this story is about. It's it's the, these two sisters noticing something in their apartment complex that they want to change and they decide to go for it and to pursue their big idea and they figure out, you know, what are the the tools that they need to, to make that happen? Similar to the activity book, right? Where do you need help from? How do you get that help? How do you, you know, get creative when you have adults telling you you're too small or it's too expensive, right? Or you can't do it. And it's, I, I think, a great story that all of us can learn from, adults and children. And it's also just about, you know, Having two strong, independent girls as main characters, part of the inspiration for me not only was sort of memorializing this family story that inspired me when I was growing up for my own children and for, you know, kids all over, of course, but also feeling that there was a lack of, you know, just interesting, fully developed characters that were girls and, and girls of color in, in kids' books. And when I was a new mom, you know, I was reading, this was now four years ago with my oldest, we were reading the classics and, you know, replacing He Was She, you know, sometimes coloring the skin color brown so they felt sort of, you know, that they could relate to it more. And I think those, you know, the classics are important and they're wonderful. And we were also lucky in that I became a new mom when there was sort of this, this, you know, burst of feminist kids lit right the sort of radical women rebel girls and those are really those are really great and important and I think teaching that history is super important but I also kind of found myself at a certain point like I'm tired of reading lists of women in history like what about real you know fictional characters that children can And girls can see themselves and can imagine themselves in and just like existing, right? It's not about like teaching history or, you know, something sort of deeper than that. It's just like girls in the world doing awesome stuff, going after their big ideas but you know, as basic as that sounds, as we know, there's still you know a lot of room to 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 grow in terms of representation in in children's literature, and there's still you know a lot a lot more work to do. Even though there's been some great, I think, stuff that's come out even in this, the last two years, but I think I, there's some crazy statistic that I think in 2018 there were more books about main characters that were animals than black, Latinx, and indigenous characters combined, right? I don't don't know
0: what this story is with all these animal books. Like, I do not care. I mean, not that I don't love animals, but like, why? Why is everything about like sheep and goats? And I don't know, (laughs) like, I I haven't seen a sheep,
3: I don't think, in my whole life. (laughs) Right. And it's, I mean, you know, we know that kids learn, you know, they're learning about animals for the first time, and that's great. And you have all these Board books, right? They're like learning, but yeah, exactly. Like that's not my yeah, that's not my experience. experience. Yeah. I'm encountering, you know, a sheep that I'm really trying to <laughs> dig into. That there's this young book activist Marley Diaz who has this line about it's just like a white boy and his dog. It's like every book is like a little white kid and the dog, and it's true. I mean, even I was just looking at some of you know some new books that were coming out and even if the character, you know, the full cast of characters is diverse, which is really great and really important. And again, just diverse, you know, diversity just existing is important, but still the main characters are often not children of color, right? They're supporting characters. So, you know, again, I think we've made a lot of progress and it's important to applaud that, but also to think about how we can do better. And and one, I think really important point to make too, is that as much as I, I hope that this inspires girls, right, and, and and girls of color, it's not just for them. It's important for boys to read this and to see this, right? It's important for white children to, to see this and to see these powerful characters. It's, it's good for all of us. And I, as I said, as a mom, you know, I never had this like on my roadmap or bucket list to write a kid's book. I never, ever, ever thought I would be doing this. But it was really just sort of similar to my launching the women's brand where it was just responding that moment and feeling like, you know, I'm not I'm not seeing it. And so I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to go put it out there. So it's been a really fun process and is, is really meaningful, both in this sort of, you know, broader commitment to sort of what I, I want to see and, in, in, you know, children's books. But then also, of course, the the sort of personal family story behind it too.
0: Well, that's actually part of the reason I wrote that roundup for the Washington Post recently where I included your book because I noticed a whole slew of books with diverse characters as central protagonists. And I thought that was so cool. So that was sort of the theme of my- Of all the books, so at least there's a new like mini movement starting. Um, And I saw also on your website that you have the option for people to donate a book to We Need Diverse Voices. Is that what it's called? Yeah, We Need Diverse Books, which is so great. And which I actually did. But anyway, it's oh, thank you. You're welcome. No, it's it's like why not give a book to uh, someone in need who would prefer to have somebody that looks more like them in a in a book than than not. So tell me about your work with that organization too.
3: Yeah, so we actually, we did a teacher giveaway that just ended yesterday. And it was also in partnership with We Need Diverse Books. So when we launched the book and announced it, we were receiving tons of requests for people saying, I'd love to have this in my classroom, you know, librarians. It, it was really inspiring to see that, you know, people wanted it. And finally, were able to put together a giveaway. And again, some of the messages that we receive from teachers, just again, basic stuff, why diversity on bookshelves is important and why that matters for them in their classrooms and their children was really super inspiring. And we received a ton of entries. I wish I could give away unlimited books and we're working towards doing that. And so the donate a book is part of that, right? Giving people an opportunity to actually donate books directly to children in need and to school districts. We Need Diverse Books is an organization that I'm actually, I'm not, I think they've been around for a while, but are really doing, I think, important work in terms of everything we're talking about, right? Promoting the fact that we need to have children's literature that speaks to all children. And again, I I, I want to make that. Point very clearly, which is that it's not just children's literature for children of color; it's it's, it's diverse literature for all children, right? We all yes. benefit from yes. those stories. So they were doing really great work. It's been really fun partnering with them, and I hope that we'll be able to do more teacher giveaways. We've received since we did that. We received requests from other institutions like children's hospitals, right? Especially right now with you know coronavirus, wanting to give children engaging you know activities who are hospitalized. So. We received more requests than we can accommodate right now, but I really hope that we'll be able to, through the Donate a Book initiative and maybe doing more giveaways that we'll get get the book in more children's hands. It's fantastic. It's really such a great, it's just great. More people should do that. It's awesome. Tell me more, if you don't
0: mind, about Phenomenal Woman and Phenomenal Girl.
3: So Phenomenal, yeah. So Phenomenal Woman, I launched it in 2017 coming out of the presidential election. I think like a lot of people woke up thinking, you know, what just happened? And more importantly, what can I do? You know, how can I be more engaged? And I think we saw this incredible surge of of ordinary people saying, I'm going to, you know, stand up and I'm going to do something. And so that was, it was my, my little contribution. I decided to make a t-shirt. I had another sort of smaller t-shirt line that was really focused on women, female entrepreneurs and So I was able to spin this up kind of quickly, and it was for the Women's March, and I thought, you know, my Angelo's poem, Phenomenal Woman, is something that really spoke to me. And obviously with the Women's March, right, I thought it could be something inspiring, and I couldn't make it myself because I had. Even when we're
2: on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50
3: A newborn, and I decided, you know, how can I be a part of it? And I put it on a t shirt, sent a handful of shirts with friends to the march. And it was just super inspiring to see the images of them, right, marching and on the hill. And they got tons of compliments. And so I thought, let's, you know, do more, let's turn it into a fundraising campaign. So we launched a campaign. It was supposed to be one month long. It was never supposed to be more than that to raise money for women's organizations in the month of March, Women's History Month. And I thought, you know, we would sell, you know, a couple hundred t-shirts. And on the first day, we sold 2,500 shirts. Oh, my gosh. And... Right. And I was, you know, I think I could have said, all right, at the end of the month, like I'm going to go back to my regular life, but it just really took off. And I, I felt like I, I couldn't stop. And how could we, you know, keep it going? And it's funny to look back because even in those sort of early days, I had all these people saying, can you make a different color? Can you customize this? I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm supporting that. I have a very good thing going. It's like a basic gray t-shirt. And now, you know, here we are like three and a half years later and we have dozens of styles. And, you know, I just, I never, thought that it would grow as much as it did. And I really, I think at the end of the day, approached it like an entrepreneur, right? How do you, how do you really keep it going and 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 build and and grow it? And this book, likewise, was something that, you know, I didn't sort of intend on doing it. And it, it very much grew out of the experience of talking to women and mothers and seeing people, right, engaging in ways that I think in, in many ways we've never seen before, But also thinking about, you know, how do I go beyond bringing my kid to the march, right? How do I really engage with them in a meaningful way around some of this stuff. And I think the the real message is again that it's really basic, right? It doesn't have to be that you're, you know, committing 10 hours a week to, you know, being an activist. It can be something very small, right? Such as deciding that you're going to gather all the kids in your neighborhood and do something good for your apartment complex or your community. And in many ways we saw that as well, you know, through I think about all the moms that have really I think stood up for family separation, right? It was something that I think a lot of people, it struck them in a way where they said, I can't sit by, right? And I'm an ordinary person, but I have to do something about this. So that coincided with the launch of Phenomenal Girl. We, I've been wanting to get that out for a really long time. And this was finally felt like the right moment to do it. So we launched a Phenomenal Girl t-shirt along with the, the book. And we actually have a whole pre-order campaign with local bookstores Around the country, who as you know, we know are really struggling right now to stay afloat. And if you buy the book from one of those partners, you can get a free Phenomenal Girl t shirt.
0: And you have the amazing Phenomenal Mother t shirt, which I feel like I need to partner with you to like give it away or I need to do something for like the moms to follow. Like that, it's like so perfect. I know, well, I'll probably air this after Mother's Day, but. As we recorded, it's before. So I'm like, who can I give this shirt to? <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, it's such a nice, I mean, it's, I love gifting the shirts to other people. I mean, it's such a small thing, but any friend that has a baby, you know, I'm always gifting a phenomenal mother shirt. It just feels good to be recognized. And sometimes you need that reminder yourself, right? Like some of the weeks where I feel like I'm not probably the most phenomenal mother or when I want to put it on and remind myself that like, that's okay. And I am phenomenal, right? But yeah, actually, we launched Phenomenal Mother as part of that effort around families at the at the at the border and around family separation, both to recognize all the incredible moms who were stepping up, right? And then also mothers who were impacted, who were risking everything to come here to the United States to create a better life for their children. And it was, I think, one of the most inspiring campaigns that we we partnered with Families Belong Together, which is doing critical work at the border. But it was one of the most inspiring campaigns in that way where, you know, it's these are just ordinary people going about their lives, busy as everybody else, but said, you know I have to do something about this. I cannot, you know, go another day knowing that there are babies being ripped from their mothers' arms and and that I hadn't done something anything about that. So it was a really inspiring campaign, obviously perfect for Mother's Day, which as as you mentioned is coming up. We've had a lot of interest, especially where people are, you know, away from their mothers and are are likely not going to be able to spend time together. It's just such a nice, you know, meaningful but small thing that you can do. Actually, a long time ago, maybe two years ago, and no, I guess not that long, about two years ago
0: at a Mother's Day brunch, I brought a girlfriend of mine, this little mug that I found called, that said, you are a good mom. That's all it says in tiny little lowercase typewriter. font. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, you know what? I might just buy one of these for myself. And now every so often, just like what you were saying with the shirt, I just need to like pick up the mug and be like,
3: you are a good mom. It is okay. Everything is okay. <laughs> you know, a little reminder, you know, and it's sort of exactly, it's that sort of self- affirmation that I think we could, can all use in any, you know, on any given day, whether it's phenomenal mother or, you know, phenomenal woman. And I think that's, what's cool about it is that it, it, as much as it's about sort of the universal message, right. That women are phenomenal. Mothers are phenomenal. It has such significant meaning to individuals in any given moment, on any given day. I've had people who, you know, wore it leaving the hospital after giving labor or going into labor or, you know, people that uh, had a big deadline coming up. and They just needed to like pull an all-nighter and jam through it. And it's like armor, right? It just gives you sort of that simple little reminder that helps you to keep going and to feel powerful and phenomenal.
0: So when are you going to run for president? (laughs) <laughs> oh my
3: I as you can imagine, people ask me that all the time. I bet. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I I hesitate to I I sort of say that in a joking way in that I don't want to discourage women from running for office, obviously. I think it's very important and I want to see more women and more moms do that. But I also, you know, the other kind of part of the message with Phenomenal is that you don't have to do that, right? There are other <laughs> ways that you can contribute and what I've learned on my journey is that is not, you know, I think how, at least right now, how I want to participate. Right. I think that there are other ways that I can, such as do something as small as a t-shirt or, you know, writing this kid's book. And I I really believe that strongly. I think, especially with, you know, encouraging women and, and, and moms in particular to run, it's like, it's not an easy thing to do. Right. I think we do need to make it easier we need to talk about it more we need to you know normalize it we need all that but i think we also need to have some real conversations about like what it takes and what a huge risk it is and how hard it is on your family, right? Like these, it's just not something that you you kind of wake up and you're like, I'm going to go do this and it's going to be totally, right? I just, it's complicated. So anyway, that's my very long-winded defensive answer about how I'm not running for office anytime soon. All right, just had to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, what about more children's books? Are you going to just, or do you plan to wait to see? I feel like you're very reactive to, things that come up and you feel strongly about it so are you going to wait for your next sort of mission driven project or do you have one in mind already
3: I know I've been on this path where like none of this stuff has been planned and it's it's working out okay I think it's part of that you know creative process of making space to allow yourself to be inspired and to sort of react in these in these moments but yeah I think I have ideas around how I could do more with it right and and this concept in particular around big ideas and more to that, you know, listening to girls and treating them as fully formed humans who are capable of saying yes and no and who are leaders, right? Like this is all really important stuff that we know, especially in terms of having boys read this and see this is going to impact them later on in terms of how they treat women, right? And, and, and respecting women starts with respecting girls and, you know, treating them with admiration and, and seeing them as leaders. And so uh, I absolutely want to do more. I don't currently, you know, have another sort of book in the, in the pipeline, but I have tons of ideas. And I think part of it is, you know, similar to phenomenal. It's really about telling stories and stories of underrepresented communities and individuals and getting them out into, you know, the mainstream and making them accessible to all people. And I absolutely want to continue building on that, whether it's through another kid's book or something else, but I'm I'm certainly committed to it. And make, I, I welcome that creativity to strike again, and I'm excited to to keep it going in some way.
0: Well, I think you should make "per sisters" t-shirts because that was like my favorite <laughs> expression in the book, and then you could get oh, sisters yeah. sisters
3: giving it to each other. So that's my exactly. Well, I love you know. I grew up as in uh, I had a very particular experience of growing up as a an only child, like a super only child, right? <laughs> so I had a single mom. My grandmother was effectively a single mom, and I was like the only kid surrounded by you know all these adults, and and in particular these incredible women. And I've always, you know, people ask, like, did you wish you had a sibling? I'm kind of like, not really. Like, it was kind of awesome. To, <laughs> it was kind of awesome to be the center of attention as an only child. No, but you know, I I have a sort of fascin, not fascination, but admiration for like the bond between sisters, right? Because I saw that with my mom and aunt, and then now I have two little girls. And I really, that's really special to me thinking about kind of that parallel with my grandmother raising her two girls. And now I'm doing that. Right. And and really this book is about doing it in the way that my grandmother did as much as I can. I will never be able to, you know, emulate exactly what she did, but there's so many incredible lessons and in, in seeing how my grandmother raised them and, and me as well. And wanting to really, again, remind myself of that so I can keep sort of, you know, pursuing it for my kids, but also share that with others. And, it's really again about just like showing up with that intention and committing to it. it again, it's not about you know going to a march or, or protesting every weekend, but just being thoughtful about how you talk to kids about you know showing up in the world with that kind of purpose and wanting to make an impact and wanting to do good. In the world. Again, whether it's sort of in your community or your school or your neighborhood, it's really basic stuff. But what I learned from my grandmother is that it really does have to sort of be injected into everything that you do and really be sort of a constant, continuous reminder, right? That we all have that responsibility. And parents are busy, like, to be clear, it's that's that's a, a big, you know, task to sort of do something with consistency as a parent, like we're multitasking and doing a lot. But if you really do carry that with you, I think that there are extraordinary outcomes in terms of really building up your kids with that sensibility of wanting to do good in the world. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that I'm now able to share it with others and through something so, you know, personal. But again, I think that anyone can can relate to. Congratulations on your book. And uh, it was so nice chatting with you. <laughs> you too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for reading it. Thanks for doing the activity book. I'm so excited you guys did that and that you have a really amazing, funny story now that I <laughs> hope you troll your, your son, it's your son, right? Yeah. In 20 years at graduation or wherever, right? About how his big idea was to figure out how to get his mom to stop bossing him around. There you go. That's where all the big ideas come from. (laughs) Lunchtime. Exactly.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I wish you all the best with the lunch. So exciting. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Today's episode has been sponsored by Mini Rose. Check it out at minirose.com and get 10% off with code Zibby10, Z-I-B-B-Y 10. 10, go shop for some sweaters. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com.
1: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.